NHL player, offensive lineman territory of episodes. It's a little harder to pull from the uh, from the well of athletes. The is, I mean, it's I'll be able to pull, but it's going to be like Italian soccer players yes. or like you know Italian league players, etc. Uh, Scottish league, maybe some like Brazilians too. We uh, well, speaking of soccer, we're actually just coming off fresh off the. Uh, Dare I say one of the one of the bigger upsets we've had in our uh, soccer history? You might disagree, but the women the women's team being eliminated from the first yeah the round women's of team the women's team being eliminated in the round of sixteen is certainly surprising. But you know what? They wanted equal pay with the men, and now they've achieved the same amount yeah. that the men have there in the World Cup. So true, hey, true equality, true equality. Uh, so I did not watch the game. I, I did not watch a single moment yeah. of anything beyond the Vietnam game. The times were just really awkward, like getting up. Yeah. Getting up for a 5 a.m. game. Hey, not hey the, the 3 a.m. game was great for me. I yeah. was just like, oh, we just put it on the newsroom and kind of kept an eye on it. I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. And then, yeah, the Sunday game was either 5 or 6 a.m. And yeah. I, I didn't even know it was happening until I woke up and it was over. And I was like, oh, boy. We yeah. Really, uh... Well, I, I don't have any hot takes on it. Um, the, the I had sort of, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to say concerns, but like I was sort of surprised at the way the roster shook out. And I had never really been convinced by Vlatko. Um, and some of the more clear-eyed reporting I've read and commentary that I've read from folks online, you know, ignoring the Alexi Lawlesses and the Carly Lloyds and the the, the, the people who were, you know, happy to see, happy to see this American team lose, um, and you know the the people who the Venn diagram of people who are happy to see this team lose and people who call themselves Patriots is damn near a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, Going for three in a row is is, is yeah. unprecedented. Because um, two in a row, I believe, was unprecedented. It had, happened, it had happened before. In the Women's World Cup? Yeah, I think the U.S. had done it prior. Okay. If I remember correctly. Okay. Um, I know it's been done a couple times in the men's. But yeah. yeah, it's been done a couple times. It's been done once with men's, Yeah, the Brazil in the 50s. In the 60s. 60s, yeah. Right yeah, or, no, it might have been 70s. Yeah. 70s, yeah, because it, 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 it was with Pele. So... I, what I read online, too, was that Megan Rapinoe, who has done a great job for women's soccer and a great mm-hmm. job for her causes, uh, also, from what I read, probably should not have been on the team at this point. That she had kind of... Probably. She was... I, I, think, I think it's... I think might, might have been past her expiration date. I think that's a fair... I think that's a fair criticism or a fair, you know, a, yeah. fair, a fair point to raise. Like, is she still a good dead ball specialist yeah mm-hmm. is she still somebody who can you know do a specific thing well and that's swing it in from the from from the wings yeah yeah that's great but like the the era of u.s women being able to rely on being able to out athlete teams yeah, and, i and think is over 
I think because we had a natural head start in that part of it, Title IX, part of it, exactly. just, you know, because we put a lot of resources into it when other countries put no resources I guess into I a lot it. read any. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what this is like, too, in that sense where we were talking about the Dream Team before we started recording, where the U.S. just dominated the first two Olympics where mm-hmm. they had pros. Mm-hmm. And the third one in Sydney in 2000, I remember they had one game that went down in the final buzzer, but so you could start to see the cracks on that 0-4 team famously. Yep. Just really fell apart. Yeah, and, and, and it's, there is there is something to be said now about the way that the gaps in what the U.S. system and the way that U.S. youth sports are set up versus youth sports in Spain or in England or Portugal even are, especially around soccer, are, are huge discrepancies. The quality of coaching in Europe is vastly superior. Uh, the, the quality of play is vastly superior. The accessibility of the sport, vastly superior. Uh, when the pinnacle for, for junior level players, you know, your 15 to 17 year olds, isn't getting time playing against pros, it's against other high schoolers or yeah. college kids at best. There's only so much you have room to There's develop. only so much growth that you're going to get right. there. So I think... Maybe it's a wake-up call. Yeah, it's it, it, hopefully it's a wake-up call. You know what? Redeem Team 2027, where sure. we'll be in our mid to late 30s reminiscing on this. Sure, like it's it it had it's it's very possible that this is a wake-up call. I would like for it to be a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. We will see what happens. You know what? My hot take before we get off the World Cup, Brianna Scurry would have stopped that goal at the end. Maybe that you know, just why what solo. If, if if it hope solo, she would have had some other issues getting there. But yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix is what I always say. Yeah, I Brandy Chest if you have penalty kicks out Brandy Chastain, you're not winning. I am I am excited to see how this team like where this team goes from here, considering it certainly seemed like the issues based on everything that I've read, uh, the, it seems like a lot of the issues came from sort of a lack of direction from the coach. Mm-hmm. The tactics seemed a bit yeah. screwy and a bit wonky. Um, you know, Alex Morgan, I don't think, I mean, she didn't she didn't score a goal, but like, she's still leading the NWSL. She's, I think she's one of, she's either leader or joint lead for goals mm-hmm. in NWSL. So like, she can still clearly get it done at a pretty high level. Uh, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, both, you know, young guns who are gonna be able to carry this team for the next decade. Yeah. Um, Again, I, th- I think they'll be there. Yeah, I I, I, I I have zero concerns about them not qualifying yeah. for the yeah. next tournament. This was a good, like, okay, here's exact. we know now exactly what we need to, like, the team will probably be like... Let's hope so. Play. Yeah. Let's so. hope so. This is this is U.S. soccer. They have not exactly, they don't exactly have uh, a track record of showering themselves in glory yeah. when it comes to uh, learning from their mistakes. Yeah. Uh, see Greg Berhalter being re- rehired. Um... And, you know, again, as, as we said, the women's team really has, for the entirety of our lives, been able to just get by on the fact that, like, we've had a, a youth system and a development system and a competition system in place that, until probably the last decade or so, has really been the best in the planet. Yeah. And now you got to adjust, and that's yeah, okay. Exactly. That's, that's part of the evolution. And now the course. challenge is to see how the U.S. adjusts. By the way, switching topics, I was thinking, um, you guys in Fredericksburg, did you get this? We're recording this on Tuesday. Did you guys get any storms last night? No. So we well, yeah, we got rain and some thunder. Okay. But like, we didn't get the 
what the four and a half inch hail yeah. that we, happened out west. We were we were worried here in in Richmond that we were looking at a, a biblical storm of like severe damaging winds, possible seventy five mile an hour gusts. Oh yeah, all cetera, that stuff. Cetera, yeah. And then there was talk of the dreaded D word. Yes, the the duratio. Mm-hmm. Oh, duratio was mentioned. Oh man, we uh, we can't have another one of those. That was. Uh, a, I will say, it was a big. Fat nothing burger, but that's ultimately you know what? It's not like when a snowstorm misses, and I always felt as a kid, uh, yeah. like I got robbed out of something. This was fine, you know. Yeah, fine to miss this. Don't yeah. really, not really upset there. We've also sort of had a not weird in terms of unexpected, but just sort of all over the place summer where started off kind of fine, mm-hmm. then every single day in July felt like my face was going to melt off. Well, the, 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 the July we just finished was the hottest July on record. So that would explain it. We were locally. not locally. Yeah, not yeah just, exactly. Not just locally. Yeah, exactly. Globally. So we... Uh, Nothing yeah. to see here, though. Shout, shout, out, yeah, shout out Phoenix for 30 straight days, 110 plus. But as my, <laughs> my friend God. Jillian and I like to joke, because uh, she moved to Phoenix, it's a dry heat, so yeah. Uh, but, uh, you got to yeah. tell you, places... Places that just not should not have ever been populated uh, by man. Phoenix from September to April, mm, chef's kiss. Uh, Phoenix from May to August, uh, you might you might as well just die. It's the worst place on the planet. So I'm with you. It, that seems like an affront to God. The fact that Phoenix exists, um, slapping God in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not sure why why people would live there any time where it's not the winter, but. Uh, that's beyond me. Um, but yeah, and then then we had, uh, two weeks ago, we had a week of like low 80s and no humidity. Or the first week of August, it was mm-hmm. picture perfect for summer. Mm-hmm. And then this week, we've had the storm, and now it's going back into the 90s again. So I was, um, my sister and I talk about this all the time, that August is the worst month. It's still miserably hot. There are no holidays. You're, most people are kind of wrapped up their summer vacations because July is the vacation month. There's nothing to look forward to. You're still kind of just hanging on. Even if you're a sports fan, like even baseball fans like me, it's still the, it's dog, the, dog, days of, it's the, the dog, dog days of August. The pennant race is really heat up in September. Mm-hmm. Preseason football is... Really, the only thing we've got is MLS and Messi. Yeah, which is a cool story that Messi's now in Miami. Uh, and he's just absolutely... He is Messi's going to single handed maybe single handedly destroy this narrative that MLS has been trying to craft for a decade of like we're not a we're not a retirement league anymore yeah. we're a serious league yeah. oh boy which is remember Jordi Alba Sergio Busquets and Lionel Messi are gonna get in the band back together in Miami and just tearing teams apart remember and I'm reminiscent of when Wayne Rooney came over to the Dirty District mm-hmm. uh, and then didn't he get like pissed drunk in Dallas or something like that didn't we do that he, did get, he did get stopped in Dallas for public intoxication yeah that's yes. right that's that's what it was yeah. yes that's Wayne fun. Rooney to this day still the, the the greatest sequence of play I've ever seen in MLS the 40 yard chase down oh yeah tackle yeah, yeah. pinging it 50 yards cross field the shortest yeah. guy on the field for a header to come back and win a game after being down 2 nothing, Which, to your point, also sort of proves that the MLS is still kind of a retirement league if Wayne Rooney at 37 can... He's whatever. not that old. Is he not that old? Wayne Rooney, I don't think, is even 36. So he came over here when he was still in his early 30s? Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually... You just, gonna... you just have to cons- have to remember that Wayne Rooney made his professional debut at, like, 16. Ah. A Freddie Adu territory, as we call it. All Freddie Adu was 14 when he Yes. yes. Yeah. But Wayne Rooney lived up to the hype. Yes. I, oh boy, I remember Freddie Adu being the next big thing, and mm-hmm. then uh, pfft, no, that's mm-hmm. another discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of sports, uh, David 
uh, executive producer Bethany Alley and myself all went to a Squirrels game. Yes. For the first. So, what were your first impressions of the Diamond, which is? It's a perfectly fine minor league stadium. Yeah. Uh, I love I love minor league baseball. Love it too. Um, you know the the silly games that happen in between innings, the the cheap concessions, the variety and plethora of merchandise. Just like it's just fun. Yeah. Like it is. It's it's community level sports, and it makes you it makes you appreciate sports in a way that the pro level, like the the, the the top flight pro levels don't. Mm-hmm. You know, like sure, there's ads crammed in everywhere, but it's not. I don't know. It doesn't feel quite the same. It's it's yeah. local businesses advertising yeah. instead of defense contractors and beer. Yeah. Exactly. It's you know the, the 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 gutter clean. It's the gutter guy. It's the the I don't know the, a, a, an attorney down the street. And we actually got to that point. We got a free. Uh, we got a sh- we got shirts that night because we did? it went on Tuesday, and it was a uh, St. Patrick's Day in August shirt. Which strange one, but you know what? Yeah, it's a great shirt. I was gonna say are, I'm, you're, that's probably an ultimate shirt for you. Uh, it's a it's a, a round the house. Yardwork shirt. Yeah. But it was sponsored by Bud Light. So I said, I will, I, you know what? I will rock this because I want to honor my ancestors by being Irish. And also, I guess, the fact that my ancestors notoriously are drinkers. But that's okay. Even if I personally don't partake, that's okay. Um, but yeah, the magnanimous. Di- so if, if I am, they call me Captain Magnanimous for a reason. Um, Captain Humble, too. Also, that. I insist on that one. The the diamond opened, I think, in '85. So it it's is, definitely shown its age. It's it's like the water fountains don't work. It's uh it's kind of a dump. But here's what the squirrels do. To David's point, I've heard from people who worked here back when the Richmond Braves were the minor league team and they played at the diamond, and they left, I think, 08, 09. What I heard from people was that the Braves were just about baseball. Here's a minor league baseball game. Enjoy the baseball game. Mm-hmm. And attendance wasn't very good because there wasn't much to it. The Squirrels, who started in 2010, and they're the Giants affiliate, they really sort of took pride in, okay. We are we're in the community. We are we are entertainment also. Yes. Yeah. So here, let's get some fun mascots. Let's get, like David said, some weird games between innings. Let's get promotions. Let's yep. get all this. So you go, the, people love going to Squirrels games because it's more than a baseball game. Yeah. It is, hey, let's do some funny, weird stuff and you can walk yeah. around the diamond and it's cheap and it's a nice way to spend a night. And, yeah. Uh, I'm very excited for when they build the new diamond, uh, but that's gonna open in 2026. So we're gonna, you know, have to wait a while. It was gonna be 25. Uh, some, it's just kind of just, I don't want to say red tape, but like just kind of got, you know, exactly, bureaucracy, you know how that always works. So, but 2026, they'll have a new diamond. I think the place will be great. The squirrels do a great job of hosting it. I'm excited for it. And, uh, I learned too, that Bethany has no use for mascots. Cause every time I tried to say, Bethany, do you want to get a picture with Nutsy and Natasha, the mascots? She said, no. Uh, so it's her prerogative. I think Nutsy and Natasha are crown jewels of Central Virginia, but that's Bethany's. Point. I think that's less to do with the mascots and more to do with the fact that Bethany does not like pictures. <laughs> I uh, I actually I actually did not know that, but I, I, she's an introvert, so I get that. Yeah. Uh, also, want to shout out Bethany for pointing out at the game that she doesn't even <laughs> show any much anymore because she needed a break from us, and I was like, well, okay. She might lose, you know, I don't know if she loses her executive uh, producer. Her EP status. He does. Which up I, for discussion. Yeah, that's up for discussion. Also, as I've said every episode, I didn't know she got it until I was just told she had it. 
So if she loses it, that's okay. But I, I love Bethany, and I'm glad she got to go. Um, I also wanted to mention, I wanted to, because we were talking about traveling last time, because you went to Maine. Yes. So last time since we went, uh, since we recorded, I went to Maine. Mm -hmm. I think I told you and Bethany this when we went to the Squirrels game. So the plan was to go from Richmond to Boston. Mm -hmm. I was going to rent a car in Boston, go up to Portland. I was going to probably see your folks, then go up to Weld, Maine, where we vacation. Here's what happens. Uh, I don't know if you've been around the news lately, but uh, airlines are having some staffing issues. So I get an email about one o'clock Friday that says your flight's been delayed in about an hour. So okay, I have to now change my plans. If I was going to get a ride to the airport, I'll drive, no problem. Flight delayed another hour. I was like, oh boy, all right, I'm probably not going to be able to see the hearts, but I'll figure this out. I still have a car. And then another email 25 minutes later, flight's been canceled. So I go, okay. These are the perils of flying out of a small airport. Exactly, because Richmond is, as I've always said, either the littlest big city or the biggest little city in the country. It's one, it's like, I guess Reno. Reno would object to it. Reno has. Reno's copyrighted it, that's fair. <laughs> okay, okay. Reno has flipped the table in the oh. corner. <laughs> okay. Reno's falling to its knees in a Walmart parking lot, that's fair. Richmond, Richmond is a cusp of being a big city, but it's still not quite that level. So, to David's point, it's technically an international airport by the very barest of technicalities. It's, it's, in it's the an international airport because it was an international airport before 9-11. Right. And they had, and they had like has not been able to meet the security standards. Right. They have one or two flights that go to like an island off of the U.S. Like, it's really... Anyway. So, getting a flight to New England is already hard enough because, as you heard, I had to fly into Boston, not Portland. Yep. Somehow, Friday night, was able to find a flight, 7 o'clock p.m., Richmond to Portland with a 45-minute layover in Philadelphia. Which we've, we've done the D.C. to Philly and then to yeah. Portland. And now, D.C. to Philly's got to be, what, a 15-minute flight? <laughs> it's pretty short. <laughs> it's up and down. Yeah. My dad tells a story about once, somehow, like, he got on a flight that stopped from D.C. to Baltimore for some reason. Like, it got... That's his, his layover got canceled. You're in the air for what, a minute and a half and then you're in Baltimore from DC? Yeah, that's a, that's it's a 45 a minute drive on a good day from- That's a strange one. Yeah, I, so, so yeah, the, the Richmond flight to Philly was like maybe 45 minutes in the air, maybe. Yeah. Now, I have never been in Philadelphia before. I've never been in that airport before. It's a long airport. So, to your point, Pretty David. Big. Your point. I get off the flight and I don't immediately see the shuttle from my gate to gate C, which is apparently at the other end of the airport. So yeah. I'm just like, screw it. I got to make this flight. I start running in the airport. And to your point, David, it is just a long corridor. Yeah. Just, it feels like the library when you play Halo. It's just yeah. lo long, long, long hallway. Yep. So I get to the flight. We mercifully had like 90 minutes. Okay, that's so perfect. So we, we had enough time to like... 90's a perfect layover walk, time. get something to eat, yeah. get on the plane. 90's perfect layover time. You don't get too bored, but you have enough time, like you said, go to the bathroom, get something to eat if you need to, yep. just take a breather. But I am, I get to the gate, quite literally as my group is boarding and about to stop boarding my group, I get on. I board and I'm like, good, we got through the hard part. But then because of severe weather, all flights had been delayed for a while. So we were taxied on the ground for another hour. Oof. At which point I just want to die. Because I just, I just want to get to Portland. The plan B would have been, if I couldn't have gotten on the connecting flight in Philly for whatever reason, I was probably going to stay the night with Colin, which was news to Colin because I hadn't texted him about it. But what was going to happen was I was going to text Colin. And if he said no, I was going to bully him mercilessly until he let me stay with him and his girlfriend. 
And I was gonna, cause that's what uh, you, myself and Nick Livingston, friend of the show, always do to Colin, is we just kind of bully him. <laughs> Colin is such a, such a gentle, kind soul. He is, which is why we shouldn't take advantage of him yet. Here we are. So, yeah, this is news to Colin because I had not texted him about it, but I went like, hey, Colin, uh, I got a layover in Philly that didn't happen. I need to crash at your place. Um, then I would have woken up, taken an Amtrak to DC, then flying out of DC to Portland. It would have been a mess. But we got to Portland, figured that out. Sunday morning, I had to leave super, we had to leave Weld at, I think, three in the morning. Because Sam had a flight. Exactly. It? Sam had a 5.30 out of Portland. My flight out of Boston wasn't until 1.30, so... My mom and I just walked around downtown Portland for a couple hours. And then, funny enough, because of all the chaos, your folks took the ferry mm -hmm. from Long Island, mm -hmm. came to the mainland, and we got breakfast at, oh, I forget the name of the place. Becky's. Yeah, it was Becky's. Uh, you want to guess what I got? Um, I assume you got eggs and toast. So close. Steak and eggs. Mm -hmm. Got to get the protein in the morning. But um, actually, your mom got the same thing. Steak and eggs. So two, minds, two great minds think alike. So that was fun. Uh, then I took a bus from Portland to Boston. which Concord coach? Yep, Concord coach, which easy I've done before. Easy. Very easy. No problem at all. Then my flight to Boston back got delayed a little bit. It was, I think, ultimately a 45-minute delay. And I was just like, just get me back to Richmond. So I, lo I love going to Maine. It's one of my favorite things. But also, this is sort of why for years... The logistics of it are yeah a bit. Well, you know this. You and I, a lot of times, would just drive sometimes. Like, you and I have driven to Maine before. Like, sometimes, I don't like that drive. I don't like that drive much either, but also sometimes just the inconvenience of flying. I don't know. I think and, we've talked before. And the just, problem is, because Portland, like Richmond, is a... Like, medium-ish? Well, yeah, I would say Richmond's a small airport. Portland yeah. is... Portland, I would say, is Portland honestly is about the same size. Yeah. Um, you know, ten or yeah. so gates, one concourse, etc., yeah. etc. It's above a regional airport, but not that much bigger than yeah. a regional airport. It's just it. It's expensive. Yes. If you don't buy tickets like five, six months in advance, mm -hmm. it's expensive. Yes. And so, it's it's just kind of a pain to get there. So, so we were sometimes like, all right, we'll just we've actually I don't think we've talked about this, twenty eighteen or nineteen. You, Bethany, and myself drove up to Portland overnight. You and I split the drive. Mm -hmm. Bethany did, and I mentioned this to you the other day, Bethany did the most impressive thing. Slept I Slept the whole way. The entire, I mean, legit, 90 to 95% of the car ride, that woman was asleep. Got a full night's sleep in the back of a, was it my car or your car we took? It was your car. Yeah, Bethany fell asleep in the backseat of a Kia Soul for, I want to say between seven and eight hours, a full grown-ass woman's night's sleep. I've told her Good this. for her. I, I've never... I, that's one of the more physically... It's like when Bob Beeman set the long jump record by two and a half feet in 1968. And you just go, that's impressive. Bethany, what Bethany did is Bob Beeman-like. So kids go at home, look up who Bob Beeman was. But that's a very impressive record. Um, also wanted to mention... Because uh, Dave and I were talking about dental woes before the show. Um, so... You just got a, a night guard, is what you were saying, right? Yes. So what has that been like? It's weird. Yeah. That's what I assumed, because I, I never had braces growing up. My, my mouth is very dry in the morning. Yeah. I like, wake up and I just like, pound water. Um, did you have braces growing up? Yeah. Okay. And I had braces freshman and sophomore year of high school. Okay. And what was, did you, I mean, dumb question, but did you, how was it? Um, I mean, it was fine. Uh, it was it was unpleasant at times, but like it was never 
I don't know. Like, they were braces. It was it was either get braces or don't. And yeah. I was like, I would prefer to get braces. Yeah. So I got braces. And, you know, the rubber band patterns were kind of awkward and unfortunate at times. But, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I got bullied for, I got, I, you know, I got, I shouldn't say bullied. I got made fun of for, for dumber things in high school. So, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think much of it. Well, there, and the reason I bring this up is because I did not have braces. But I am now uh, going to start using, actually tomorrow, moved up from when my appointment was, I'm uh, going to start using Invisalign because my teeth, front row, kind of, sort of a bit of an overbite and grind just a teensy bit. So they're worried that these teeth are starting to, like my front teeth are starting to erode a little over time. So they said, all right, if you do Invisalign for six to nine months, that could solve the problem. I said, you know what? I'd rather just deal with this now. I was thinking of my mom, who I says just deal with it, get it over with. Here's the issue. My insurance does not cover Invisalign. Invisalign So, uh, yeah, four grand for Invisalign. And that's one of those where I, I'm glad I have my rainy day fund, but I was also like, man, this better work. I better have the best fucking teeth you've ever seen in your life. I better have Chip Skylark teeth when this is all said and done. Dental work is also sort of a crapshoot, it feels like. Right, in your like in your experience, it's like, oh, this could be good, this could be important, or they might have to do another. It just feels like a like I pay for dental insurance and then I max out, and then you like max out your insurance or it doesn't cover yeah. certain things, and it's just like, what's the, the, what's the, the point? point? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about dental. It's, insur- it's medical insurance in general. It's yeah, just like, it's a let whole me plus. let me let me pay, you know, let me pay a, a, a not insignificant portion of my paycheck to this company to make to say I can maybe get this medical thing done. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, oh, it might not cover my insurance. I thought they did. Oh, now we don't. Co- it's yeah. it's always just a mess. So uh, the lesson here, kids, is, insurance is a scam. Uh, that's I guess that's one lesson to learn from it. Um, I will say to my credit, the system exists to only pay dividends to investors and shareholders. Is this a sample for the next Run the Jewels album? Potentially. <laughs> I mean, Rage Against the Machine. Or Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Public Enemy. Yeah. I hope Public Enemy still isn't making albums for their sake. Um, but they, I will say that Dennis said I had uh, exceptionally straight teeth for someone who didn't have braces. And I took great pride in that. You know what I mean? Lotty fucking die. Yeah, exactly. So, sucks to be you, homeboy. Yeah. Good for you, college girl. Yeah, that's right. Now run home to your shock. I live in a house. Well, la college girl. And uh, it didn't help me in high school. I still got bullied because I sucked ass in high school, but at least I didn't have braces to deal with. So uh, one more thing before we get out of here, David, I want you to speak the good word of Barbenheimer. Or have you seen Oppenheimer yet? I have not seen Oppenheimer All right, so speak the good word of Barbie. Barbie was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, if you the cast was clearly in on it. Uh, Greta Gerwig is an outstanding director. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen uh, Little Women, and like I, I didn't care much for Little Women, but like it was a very well done movie. Mm-hmm. She clearly knows what she's doing. She the intention with the way that things were written, and you know the casting choices, and the way the the way that the story was built, and the way that like the the, the sets were built. All of it was just very good it was very fun it's not like an empty airheaded movie like so many people were expecting because mm-hmm. it's you know a barbie movie um, yeah. and the people who were mad about it can can die mad about it like yeah, they were gonna they were gonna be mad exactly no they were gonna be mad about it no matter what happened yeah. 
You know, and anybody who's surprised that Greta Gerwig injected some social commentary into it is clearly just not paying yeah. attention. Well, to your point, also the movie would have been more boring without a, without like taking a different approach to a Barbie movie because. Yeah, like you said, otherwise you might have been, okay, so it's just about being Barbie? What's the point? Yeah, what's, what's the point? point? Yeah. So, I have not seen it. That feels like a movie I want to go see with someone on a date, not a, not, I mean, if I would enjoy it by myself. but You would enjoy it by yourself. Uh, which also reminds me, I I have still not seen the Mario movie, but it's now it's now on the cock streaming. It's, it's streaming. Mario movie was fun. So, I wanted to go see the Mario movie. Uh, I was, in fact, setting up a, a date with someone for a few weeks trying to see it, and then the morning of, I get a text saying, uh, Hey, how do you feel about seeing The Little Mermaid? So I was like, well, I guess we're seeing The Little Mermaid. So, still have not seen the Mario movie, but I will see that. It's very different in that the Mario movie is is a kid's movie. Yes. It is, it's PG or G, it's, I think PG. it's PG. Yeah, it is, it is a kid's movie. It there is. are some like, there are some nostalgia jokes that like older yeah. folks are gonna get, yeah. but like the humor, the story, whatever, it's all kid yeah. focused. Barbie movies, it's PG-13, like it is, yeah. It's for it's for older folks. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm sure I'll enjoy it when I see it. And Oppenheimer, I uh, and Will Ferrell is. Ooh, Will Ferrell's in it. Will Ferrell's in the Barbie movie. A plus. Yes. I um I've also heard that a certain uh, WWE legend is in that movie. Uh, can confirm. Yes. That's that's beautiful. also fantastic. Beautiful. Um, so I I say go see that. Go see Oppenheimer too. Uh, and then go see the Mario movie, and then you know what? Go watch whatever you want. Haven't seen haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. I will say of the two, I was more interested in seeing Barbie in theaters. I feel like that's more of a theatrical experience. Although Barbie, uh, Oppenheimer is obviously supposed to be sure be like built for the big screen. Yeah. Um, speaking of Oppenheimer and Christopher Nolan, uh, he was on the Rich Eisen show recently. That's an interesting combo. You know, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rich Eisen asked him, you know, you're flipping channels. What's, what's the, and you come across a movie. What's the movie you're dropping the remote for? You might. Okay, be, I'll, I'll give you three guesses for what Christopher Nolan's dropping the remote for. Because you told for. me at the Squirrels game. Now you might think of film. Or you might say, oh, The Godfather, or you might say, you know, Clockwork Orange. Even like, you know, you might. What network is going to play Clockwork Orange daytime? Well. <laughs> Deep into the HBOs, like HBO Six, <laughs> like deep into the HBOs. Uh, but David, what did Mr. Nolan say? Talladega Nights. What a great response. Ballad of Ricky Bobby. There is, is a movie Christopher Nolan will drop the remote for. There is, there are so few movies that, from front to back, make me laugh as hard and as consistently as Rick, as Talladega Nights. The first twenty minutes of that movie are A plus, and the rest of the movie is a solid A. But those first twenty minutes are. An A plus. It's like the first time I saw Blades of Glory, which I've the first twenty yeah. minutes of that. Yeah, absolutely. My dad and I were crying in the theater, um, crying. And as you, Anchorman, along those same lines, the only movie I ever saw three times in a movie theater yeah. when it came out was Anchorman. I loved that movie so much. Talladega Nights. The best line of the entire movie. I was telling David this at the Squirrels game. Mm-hmm. Is at the dinner. Where Ricky asks Walker and Texas Ranger, Boys, how was school today? I threw a bunch of Grandpa Chip's war medals off the bridge. That sounds like a good day. It's five hardest laughs I've ever had in a movie. That line. Go, go, you know what? Go see Barbie and then go back and watch Talladega Nights. On, I'm sure it's on a million streams. It's services. streaming somewhere. Somewhere, find it. Um, on that note, as summer is still. Uh, 
In gr- full swing. In full swing, grinding along. Despite what the beer stores would have you believe yeah. with the Oktoberfests and pumpkin beers No, no, on the floor. no. It's, it's still... Also, as we remind you every year, September still gets pretty hot because summer lasts till late September. So just... Uh, we're, we're coming to an end, folks, but enjoy the movie season while you have it. Enjoy the outdoors. And as we say pretty much every time, wear sunscreen, stay hydrated, and uh, support the patriarchy. I lost interest in the patriarchy when I found out it wasn't about horses. Watch me dance, dance the